1: In all areas of my life, sometimes I hold on a little longer than I should. So, you know, and, and that going back to that part too, like if somebody listening has a piece of their business, that's like making money, but it just doesn't feel right. Like really just sit down and think like, what's the worst case scenario if I get rid of this aspect or if I get rid of this income stream, or if I get rid of this program or whatever it is, you know, and really play those scenarios out. Like what is the worst case scenario? Mine was I lose $900 a month. I was willing to forgo $900 in order to free that time up to create something three, four, five times as profitable, right? So, you know, you have to kind of weigh out internally for yourself. But at the end of the day, you have to follow your gut, I think, with all that stuff.
0: Hello and welcome to the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. I'm your host, Vasavi Kumar, former therapist, now turned on camera confidence and content creation coach, and a first generation Indian immigrant woman on a relentless mission to bring you simple and tangible actions and advice to help you step up your life and business. Get ready for unfiltered and unscripted conversations with some of the brightest and realest people I know in mental and emotional health, marketing, and business to help you get out of your head and get moving. And now it's time for another episode of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. You might be wondering, why are you so cheerful right now, Voss? Well, let me tell you why. First of all, this interview, uh, I think I probably have to reschedule it close to three times, so three times a charm. Um, But the reason why I'm so excited is because I think this might be the first time that I've actually brought on an actual client of mine um, to talk about today's topic, which is how therapy and coaching can help entrepreneurs feel limitless and really thrive in their, you know, not just in their businesses, but in their personal lives. So I'm so excited to bring on Mel Frontino, who is the founder of The Flower Social right here in Austin, Texas. Mel, thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh my gosh! It is such an honor. Thanks for having me.
0: This is so great. First of all, you're the best for being so understanding of the constant rescheduling. I appreciate you.
1: I totally get it. Listen, life comes at you in all different directions, right? That' so. Hey, I'm I'm here for it.
0: Yes, absolutely. Oh, and I also wanted I I I also wanted the audience to know. I wanted all you also know that Mel also is the host of her podcast Bloom Again, which. By the time we record this and this airs, I'm assuming your podcast is going to be launched. All Girl, right. you're holding me accountable to that one. Yes. Yes, it should be. It should be.
1: I've, I've done uh, one of four of the interviews that I'm going to launch with. So I, I'm getting there. I'm so excited. But I'm sure we'll get to talk about that, too, because that all came up through going through coaching and therapy and all that kind of stuff. So
0: Yes. So why don't we go back to, I would say almost nine months. I think it's been nine, almost nine months that we've been working together. We're on like our third round of working together um, because you sign on for a 90 day package with me. When you first decided to reach out to me, Mel, um, what was going on in your life?
1: Honestly, a lot of, what was COVID or, or, Mm -hmm. you know, we were in COVID and a lot of personal stuff was going on for me, but also my business had really changed and shifted. So I kind of was just in a really, it was, it was really more my personal stuff that would drew me to reaching out to you. And it was crazy because I listened to another podcast, create the love. Mm -hmm. Um, my Mark Groves and you were on it. And I just really connected, I, I connected to your story and I just really connected how honest you were. And then I of course started Googling and I'm like, okay, what is this chick up to? I need to know about her. Like, how do I work with her? Da da, da. Um, so yeah, that was kind of what then sparked me into action. Cause I was like, I need this.
0: You know, I, I want to highlight something that you just said, because I think oftentimes we think when it's like, when we reach out for support and help, like, all hell has to be, you know, shit hits the fan, things have to be terrible, but like you said, yes, you were going through something personal. Yes, we were going through a pandemic and your business was shifting, but I want to emphasize here and I really want the audience to hear this like how how challenging were things in your life on a scale of 1 to 10 when you reached out? Because I think oftentimes we we wait till shit gets to like a 10 and then we're like, "Oh, maybe I need somebody to talk to." You know what I mean? So where were you at between scale of one to 10, 10 being shit is all over the fan.
1: So I have a high threshold for (laughs) misery and pain. Yes, me too. Um, (laughs) But I would say I was probably at like a seven or eight. Like for me, for a 10 is like, I'm I'm rock bottom. So Mm -hmm. I think I was in a place where I knew I needed support, but I actually maybe didn't even know what kind I needed. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if I needed therapy. I didn't know if I needed a coach. But then when I found you, I was like, yes, a unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... You know, I think that was it too. And, and also to be honest, like that part of it can be daunting too, right? Like when you're already going through something emotionally with your, your life or your business or whatever, and then you're like, well, shoot, now I got to like do research to find the right person. So Mm -hmm. I was really grateful and lucky that, you know, you put yourself out there for podcasts and like people can find you that way. But um, yeah, I was probably at a seven or eight.
0: And I don't think that when we started working together, the conversation really wasn't anything about your business. And that's what I want to say to anyone listening right now who maybe has a business or you're in your business and you notice yourself stopping and starting, or you find yourself scattered and overwhelmed in your business. I'm just going to ask you this, Mel, how much of an impact and how much of a um, connection have you found between your personal life and your business? Because today's episode is really focusing on how therapy and coaching and working with somebody can help you feel more limitless. And I also want to get into all the beautiful stuff you've created in your business in the, over the past nine months. But how much of a connection did you find between your personal your personal life and your business?
1: Well, I didn't honestly realize it till we got into the work of it, but a thousand percent correlated. Um, you know, I was going through something personal with relationships and just like really, really kind of just feeling lost and not sure what direction I was going to go personally, you know, and also like battling with the whole pandemic thing, being alone, you know, being single, all that stuff. So yeah, I really, I, I quickly realized though that the correlation was there because I, listen, my business wasn't suffering, but now that I see where I was lacking personally, now my business is like, soaring because I was able to connect the dots on everything so you people listening you may not even realize that 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 part is quote-unquote suffering if on a scale of one to ten you're at a four not a ten as far as suffering goes for the business side but I mean it is so connected it's outrageous
0: well one of the things that you said and I think people kind of have this be a blind spot. You said you have a very high threshold for pain, right? So you can tolerate a lot of bullshit. I'm the same exact way as you. I can put up and put up and put up with it. And while we like to think that that's a badge of honor, it's really not because here's, here's the connection, right? If we're putting up with bullshit in our personal life, think about how much bullshit we're putting up in our, you know, think about how much bullshit we're putting up with in our business life, right? Because How you do anything is how you do everything. So if you're settling in your personal life, if you're not speaking up in your personal life, you don't think that's going to affect how you show up on social media or you asking for the sale or you being more outspoken. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, totally. I even noticed once we started working together and I really started like kind of honing in on my patterns, I realized that when I was like suffering personally or going through something on the personal level, like I would go dead silent on Instagram for my mm. business page. I would like recluse and like, you know, just not, not do stories or not do posts or not do, and it was subconscious, right? Cause it was like, I was putting all this energy into the other thing, um, good or bad, right? It was just energy that I was putting over there instead of being able to balance. And I think that's the biggest thing that I'm taking away from working with you. And also just looking at my own stuff is how can I be, in a relationship or in relationship with whether it's friends or partners, or whoever, but also have a relationship with my business. So everything is cohesive. And I'm not losing myself in one or the other.
0: I really love the example that you just said about how if you're having a shitty day or if your friendships are faulty or your romantic partnerships are faulty, why would you want to show up on Instagram? Right? Because first of all, you're going to feel like a fake. You're going to be like, well, I really feel shitty, but now I got to get on and talk about flowers and be motivational. So they, I mean, I know this and I've shared this with you in confidence about myself and I'm just going to say it on the podcast because why not? Um, When I have felt small, or when I have felt very unseen in my romantic relationship, which I am no longer in a romantic relationship, I would remember waking up and feeling so unseen and feeling so unworthy in that romantic relationship. And the idea of even like shooting a video, recording a podcast, getting on stories, I'd be like, like it, you cannot, I mean, unless you're good at this, I'm not good at compartmentalizing. I'm not good at just putting on a fake, Smile, I can, but it eats me up on the inside. So I love that example because so many people go through that because yeah. they're because they're feeling overwhelmed or they're feeling small or they're feeling unseen in their personal life. They're not feeling valued in their personal life, so they're you know we we immediately tell ourselves why would anyone want to hear what I have to say or buy what I'm selling. Um, one of the things that we have worked on is creating unshakable belief systems. Right, so. Talking through tough situations with a therapist or with a coach, and I would say the two are very different, but talking through tough situations with a the therapist is going to help you way more than just staying silent and listening to those loud voices in your head, right? And so, do you consider yourself someone? prior to us working together as someone who just kind of kept the voices in your head, or are you someone who's habitually, you know, talked your problems out loud? Like, was it weird for you to reach out? You know what I'm saying?
1: That's a good question. Um, it wasn't weird for me. Cause I like to think that I'm always like in the work of self-development and like bettering myself. However, I hadn't actually spoken to a therapist, um, for probably like six or eight years regularly. Um, I was married before, and before my husband and I decided to get divorced, we went to therapy. And of course it's that whole thing, like putting a tourniquet on before you bleed out type of therapy. Mm -hmm. But, um, nonetheless, I kept on with that therapist for a while, but that's the other thing I think about uh, therapy and even coaches, like, I think as you transition through your life like you might not always have the same therapist right some people do but i found that because that was so compartmentalized with like my divorce and my ex and who i was then i really felt compelled to like reach out to someone new and somebody that you know maybe didn't know my story but of course would get to know it but through who i am now so um i think that was really important for me and yeah no i wasn't afraid of it because i i think i'm one of those people like if i if i walk into the fire like i'm ready i'm ready like I
0: want to do the work. Um, so yeah. I love what you just said about meeting somebody new and having them meet you where you're at. I will tell you this. So I was with my, my therapist since I was 12 up until the age of 28, up until I got married. So that's what 16 years. She knew me she knew me like from the. I mean, in fact, when I still sometimes call her just to check in with her because I know she's getting old, she'll still talk to me like I'm twelve, like it's weird. I and I'm like Virginia, I'm not twelve years old anymore, but like that's what happens. And you do outgrow your therapist because you grow. So I think I, I love that distinction that like even though you went to a therapist with you and your husband, you wanted to find someone that you could align with, resonate with, um, and you could could be who you are today and not have to regress. Because oftentimes it's kind of like with family, right? If you go back to be with your family, you kind of regress. No matter how much work you've done, you can find yourself regressing with your family.
1: I totally get that. Guilty as <laughs> <and> charged.
0: <laughs> so here's the thing as an entrepreneur, right? You We face so many obstacles from the ebb and flow of our income to a loss of a team member to lack of capital. And all of these experiences can be extremely depressing. Um, and talking these issues out with me, right, can can help with creating a swifter coping strategy that includes the self-care, the self-talk and the self-esteem building. Did you, did you think that you had good coping strategies in your business prior to us? And if yes, awesome. But since our work together, what types of coping strategies do you think you've now employed in your, in your life personally and professionally?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good question. I definitely feel like I probably had some coping strategies. I'm not sure that they were as efficient as I thought. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, well, for me, even on a personal and now professional level. So during the pandemic, I shifted to have my studio and stuff all be at home. Mm -hmm. So my days look totally different. And you touched on this too, like, you know, talking to you or talking to somebody. So for me, I really had to get honest about structuring my day but I, ha- I decided to structure it in a way that was like actually going to work for me instead mm-hmm. of like what I thought was necessary. Like, so for instance, I know I work the best from like 8.30 to 9.30. You get like a quick hour out of me in the morning. Mm-hmm. Then like, I want to work out. I want to have my breakfast. I want to, you know, do a crossword puzzle. And then, you know, from 12.30 to 3.30, I'm, I'm creative again, mm-hmm. you know? So I kind of... I really got way more serious about a schedule because that's the one thing about being an entrepreneur too. You don't really need one. No one's telling you you have one, but I think it's really necessary. And in doing that, that also helped me, you know, balance out personally, if I was going through something relationally, or I would know, like I built in like move times where I was like, okay, from four to five every day, I got to move, like take a walk, ride my bike, like whatever. So, um, I think it really helped to be structured.
0: Let's take a quick break. Having been in therapy since the age of 12, I know firsthand just how powerful the process of finding the right therapist is. Going to therapy and talking things out with my therapist has made me happier, clearer, and most importantly, I have a plan for my mental health. I have tools to be able to communicate with others and also the tools to cope when life gets hard, which it does. So let me ask you a question. Is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human who lives in this world who is going through a hard time, therapy can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with the therapist. There's a link in my description. It's betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. That's betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. Clicking that link helps support this podcast, but it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp so you can connect with the therapist and see if it helps you. And because finding a therapist is a little like dating, if you don't really fit with that therapist, which is a common thing with therapy, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without stressing out about insurance, who's in your network, or anything like that. I don't know where I would be without the help of therapy and my therapist, but I do know that life would feel that much harder. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Click the link in the description or visit betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. Thank you again, BetterHelp, for supporting this podcast. You know, and I remember when we worked on your schedule, Melly's schedule, yes. um, and I think it was with you that we spoke about this with, but I definitely have these conversations with one-on-one clients when it's like, you're literally allowed to do what you want, right? Like it's different from a nine to five. You have the freedom to do and everything. And oftentimes when, when we realize how much freedom we actually have, that can be very liberating and it could be scary right because whoa you mean i'm in control wait a minute i've never felt in control of my life you're telling me i have full control over my schedule that's crazy
1: totally totally well and i noticed especially going through personal stuff like when i would be going through my personal stuff and stuff would feel out of balance there again because i'm making my own schedule i'd be like oh okay i don't have to work today you know i don't feel like it or i'm yeah. not you know oh i'm sad or you know, so you don't have anybody breathing down your neck to be like, no, you need to put your butt in your desk chair and work.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, and you know, I know I know. with you, you have friends that are also entrepreneurs and business owners, right? So I, I uh, want to transition into creating a solid support system. Our way of working together is very, um, it's not common, right? So you and I get on the phone uh, twice a month and then you have literally daily access to me through... Boxer, which is a walkie-talkie app. Um, and I know this personally, that as a recovering addict, um, the biggest change for me, like the absolute biggest change for me, Mel, was the change in the company that I kept, right? Belief systems and coping strategies are great, but if you do not have a community of people who are driven, ambitious, honest, and growth-minded you're going to struggle and you're going to struggle hard, right? And so the same goes for entrepreneurship. Having a go-to such as your therapist, your coach, a community of women can serve as a springboard for creating support that you need in your business. So what was your support system like prior to us working together? How has it evolved over the past few months? Um, And then also because you're a one-on-one client, you do get access into my membership community. How has that evolved for you? And how has that added to your life, having a solid support system?
1: So I feel pretty grateful that I've been surrounded over the past couple of years by a lot of amazing women. Um, but with that being said, I think that's also the hard part when you're going through something. Is because I mean, my sweet best friend comes to mind. The amount of times that she's heard me crying and like being upset about the same person, you know, like I know she's there for it, but it's like you know, you you kind of do feel like okay, like do I need to burden this person with that? So I do feel grateful that I have those friendships and. It's been nice to have a community of people that like, don't really know me on that level so that, you know, I can have the support and perspective from somebody that doesn't really know me. Like, so when I joined coaching with you, I also got access to the community of other women. I'm not exactly sure how many women you have in now, but, um, what 25. I love
0: 25.
1: Mm -hmm. I, what I loved about it was you kind of, you know, everybody so intimately. Mm -hmm. And so you knew kind of what I was going through. And then you also know what everybody else is sort of going through. So you, you matched me up with, um, a beautiful woman. I won't say her name just in case she doesn't want me to. Um, but, uh, and now we, you know, communicate back and forth through the Voxer app. I love like-
0: that by the way. We're it's like you guys have a relationship? That's amazing. Yeah, that that's yeah. amazing. Yeah.
1: We have been uh, dating through Voxer. We have still yet to have a FaceTime date. We're working on it. She just sent me her calendarly invite. So we're gonna wait a minute. Have you never seen her face? Well I saw her on a couple of the Oh, right, right,
0: right okay okay that's crazy. Yeah. Okay.
1: And Instagram we follow each other on Instagram now. Yeah. Um so but anyways it, it's been so nice to have that encouragement and support from somebody and honestly she doesn't even know the nitty gritties of like what mm-hmm. I'm going through personally. I haven't divulged specific details as much as like, you know, or maybe my friends know, but she still gets me and she still sees. It's like, she's going through her own stuff, but it's like, we can see where the, where things line up as far as like, we all might be going through different stuff, but like, we all get it. Mm-hmm. Right. So um that's been really cool to have that.
0: I'm going to say this and I can't believe I'm saying it, but I'm just going to say it. So it's like, I, um, I loved what you said about your sweet best friend who's heard you cry and over and over again. And I'm just going to come right out and say it, It, there's not, there's, there's nothing to be embarrassed about, of, about paying someone to listen to you. And I think that's what we often think. We think we need to keep going to the same friends who are not professionally qualified to help us, right? Like, and your friends are never going to be as direct and consistent with you with what they're saying and they have their own lives, but I pay someone to listen to me. I've paid someone since I was 12. Actually, my parents paid for me to listen to someone when I was 12. And I remember I used to feel embarrassed about that. I felt like, you know, isn't that funny? But like, I feel embarrassed that like I'm paying someone, but it's like, when you really think about it, if you're talking about your mental, your emotional health, your relationships, your, your finances, your spirituality, and all that, wouldn't you want to go to someone whose primary focus is to be your sounding board and is to listen, like, And to give you that advice and give you that feedback and is qualified to do that. And I, you're such a good example of somebody who has invested in her mental and emotional health, and it is paying off. Um, I love working with you. You are, I mean, everyone's my favorite. Of course, I'm going to sound like my mom when I'd be like, who's your favorite daughter? She'd be like, my mom would always be like, both of you guys are like my eyes. How Um, can I pick one? I'm like, you're such a liar. You love my older sister more. I know you do. But my point is, I I, I want to... I want to highlight how much you have created and not even quantity wise, but how focused you've gotten. Um, I would love the audience to hear about where you were at in your business. If you want to share financials, that's fine. If you don't want to, that's okay. But just kind of really like the creation aspect. And as far as you getting clear on what you actually want in your business and how that's connected with what you're doing in your personal life, right? When you're no longer willing to put up with shit in your personal life you look at your business and you're like, why am I still doing this thing? Right. You get know what I'm saying? So yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I had a
1: few of those aha moments along the way. So I think when you and I started working together, like I said, my business was in a good place. Yeah. Now, granted that was, um, so I just, for those that don't know what the flower social is. So, um, prior to the pandemic, I was hosting flower arranging workshops and parties. So similarly to like those painting classes where you will come in, paint a painting, drink, We just did that with flower arranging. Um, But when the pandemic hit, I shifted all the classes to be virtual. So all the items were delivered to people locally and the business was fine and actually really thrived in 2020 because I think people were wanting to still stay creative and stay social from safe distances. Um, But what I started to realize is just because something's profitable doesn't necessarily mean it's the thing that you should be doing with your time because there's probably something else out there that's more profitable and more in alignment with what you really wanna be doing. And I mean, of course I'm still in the business of flower classes and arrangements because I love that, but I've really shifted the focus to be, okay, what do I truly love about this? And what I love about it is the people that were like me, like the people that just love flowers and then they were like, wait a minute, I want to make a career of this. This is so cool. But how do I do that? So now I've kind of shifted my focus to really help people start their own floral design businesses. um, And that's kind of what I'm going to be focusing on for the rest of the year. Of course, I'll still have the parties here and there, but I'm now teaching people to teach those classes, right? So it's like a piece of my business, but I don't have to be doing everything to be successful.
0: And now a word from our sponsor. Hey there, this is Vasavi and my membership community, Real Rich, is the official sponsor of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. Have you been looking for a community of people who get you, who think like you, and who are determined to becoming the person they were born to be? I'm talking no fluff, direct, real, and a raw community of people who are open-minded and willing to be honest with themselves and be the ultimate creators of their own life. Then I'm inviting you to join my subscription-based membership community, Real Rich, a community of women who are on a mission to get paid simply by showing up as their truest selves in business and in life. If you're looking for a community of women who you can turn to, seek insight from, and give back to, then try out the Real Rich community, because it is time to be you and get paid. Learn more by heading over to vasavikumar.com forward slash membership. Here's to you being real rich.
1: I hope that answers your question.
0: No, it does. And I'm gonna add on more because I think you're being humble right now. So I wanna I wanna share a little bit more. Like you've you're very good at helping people arrange flowers. And then through our work together and us talking, and I saw this very quickly with you. Like I picked up on this so quickly, how business savvy you are. Like you are extremely savvy and smart and you have a sales and marketing mindset um, and you don't shy away from it. Like you're not someone who's afraid of sales. You're not afraid of promoting yourself. Like I picked up so quickly on how business savvy you were. And then even just in the past few weeks, and when this airs, it'd be like maybe two months, you and I were getting into conversations about how you, what you really wanted was to, like you said, help other people like you who had this love for flower arranging and they actually wanted to start monetizing it and you were really honest about that's where you wanted to spend your time and I love what you said like just because something is profitable doesn't mean you should do it it's kind of like a like a relationship with great sex even if the even if the sex is great does not mean you should be going back to that person I've had a few of those in my life so I'm just calling myself out but yeah just because something is bringing in money if it's sucking your soul and it's not and it's not truly aligned with what you want to do long term, um, it's time to kind of really revisit what you're offering. So Mm -hmm. where has your shift, where has your focus shifted to today? What are you most excited about inside of the flower social? Oh my gosh.
1: I am most excited about, so I also, when I launched this become a floral designer in two days virtual course, which I've been teaching in person. um, But I was like, why limit it to people that can come to me here in Austin? Let's get this out to the world. Um, But I am most excited about the floral design mastermind community that's gonna kind of be hand in hand with that because it's just like what you do. The ongoing support and community, no matter what business you're in or personal stuff, like you need the community and support. And for these new floral designers to be able to log on to a platform and ask their questions or be like, has anybody made this floral arch? How much do you charge for this grand size arrangement? Like all that kind of stuff. Um, But again, just the community, like there's a section that says wins, like where they can just share what they've done well so people can encourage them. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I know that saying, it's like, how do we know if someone needs encouragement? and it's if they're breathing like we all need it right so um, so yeah and i was really inspired to do that kind of by by the community that you created and i was seeing how powerful that was and i'm like well why not niche this out even more for my you know potential clients in floral design and 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 really support them along their journey so i'm really excited about that
0: well what you're what you've done a great job of is that you've combined the two things that you've busted your ass on right is not only learning the skill a flower arrangement but also the business skill right so you're combining both because you know for me like witnessing this growth for me it's like oh mel is stepping into the wholeness that she is right you're not just a flower arranger that's not which is what you are i mean you're also you're you're you are fully self-sufficient and financially independent as a result of this business and if you're doing it you best believe there are other women out there that want to do it so i really i love that you've shifted your focus and Um, I don't believe you had a lot of resistance. I think you were ready. You were just ready to kind of step into this next aspect of your business and doing that.
1: Yeah, I think I was ready. I think with me going back to kind of letting go of the things that aren't serving you in all areas of my life, sometimes I hold on a little longer than I should. So, you know, and, and that going back to that part too, like if somebody listening has a piece of their business, that's like making money, but it just doesn't feel right. Like, Really just sit down and think like, what's the worst case scenario if I get rid of this aspect or if I get rid of this income stream or if I get rid of this program or whatever it is, you know, and really play those scenarios out. Like, what is the worst case scenario? Mine was I lose $900 a month. I was willing to forgo $900 in order to free that time up to create something three, four, five times as profitable, right? So, you know, you have to kind of weigh out internally for yourself, but at the end of the day, you have to follow your gut. I think with all that
0: stuff. I remember when you made the decision to forego that $900, you voxered me on our walkie talkie app and you were like, man, I can't believe how much time I've spent like getting shit together for this uh, workshop that you were doing. And and like, it's interesting. It's, it's kind of like having a hangnail, right? The hangnail is there and it's throbbing and we put up with it, but we're just like, okay, whatever. I'll just like, take care of it. Later. Like it, that's what it felt like. Like The minute you allowed yourself to release that $900 and just say, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. That's when you really started to notice how much time you had been spending. It's kind of like with, with ex-partners. I'm just going to, I mean, I, I noticed this with myself. Oh my God. Why did everything comes back to relationships with me? It's like every, no, because it really is right. It's all about energy and it's, and it's, and it's managing your time and your energy. And, you know, we put a lot of our time towards people places and things and they all and everything requires energy so I'm super proud of everything that you've been working on Mel um I would love and I know I didn't prep you with these questions but off the top of your head um what are some of the things in your like what do you want to be celebrated for for how far you've come through our work together that's a good question who have you become and who are you becoming because we're never quite finished right so right
1: Well, hopefully not. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I think who I've become is somebody that can trust herself more. I don't know that I was fully trusting myself. It was funny, like getting to this point, even in my business, like, I I mean, it didn't just happen. Right. Like I put a lot of time and work, but one day I woke up and I thought I live in a house that I pay for with the money that I make for my business. I don't have any other job. And it's like I had to like just stand still for a second and be like this is what I was working towards you know so it's like I tr- I trust myself that I can do it I think and just trusting trusting the process
0: Okay there's way more that you've, you, you yeah <laughs> there, okay I I'll, I'll, I'll go next okay clearly okay no no but honestly the trust thing is huge because when you trust yourself everything follows from there so I will tell you what I see, I see someone who's like laser focused and you're excited and you're an excellent creator. Like when you say you're going to do something, you are so laser focused. And like, it's, it's interesting when you start to trust yourself, the vibe that you give off is stability and consistency. Like when you say to me, boss, I'm going to shoot these videos. Like in my mind, there's no doubt that Mel's going to not get it done. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know you're going to get it done. And so it's just like, you are someone that I look at. I mean, I sometimes turn to you with, uh, business questions. Cause I'm like, Mel, what would you do with it? You know what I mean? It's like, and I love that. I love that. I get to work with someone that I can support, but I, I fully respect how you show up in your business. And I know some days is not easy. I know it's not, I know you've had to make some hard decisions in your business. And I also love that you're always looking to, you're obsessed with your business. And I mean that in a very good way, because here's the thing, we're single bitches we don't have any kids where the hell else are we going to put our focus do you know what i mean and and you're so committed to feeling good from the inside out so i know you just you know recently started to uh, get back into pilates you know and so you're someone who really does you know you're not just like oh i want to be successful in my business you want to be a successful human being like you want to feel good from the inside out and that's what i see truly
1: thank you so much and no i definitely agree with that i feel like one of the biggest things people sometimes ask me they're like how have you done it? Like, how did you get from where you were? Like, cause I used to work, you know, a nine to five, I I worked for Lululemon for many years. I loved what I did, but I always wanted to be my own boss. Like I wanted to have my own business. And I always tell people, literally it's you, you make, you set a goal and you make an action plan. I mean, that is the only difference between me and someone not doing it. Mm -hmm. And then the commitment and the follow-through, which is where I think the community aspect comes into play. Like you have to have the support. Um, But once you create a goal and you make an action plan, you can totally do anything, you know, and you just have to stay committed to yourself.
0: Yeah. And also I feel like because you are someone who is willing to share the ins and outs of your business, the women who are going to be learning from you are so lucky because you are so you like, you're not anyone other than you. I, I, I mean, That's what I imagine, you know, like if, if someone were to come to you to learn to become a floral designer, and this is the thing that people don't get, right? Like literally who you are behind closed doors, if you are not addressing those demons, those outdated belief systems, um, it is going to affect every single area of your business. And I want to say this, checking in to work with the therapist or a coach. um, working with the coach does not mean anything is wrong with you. You may feel crazy, which is oftentimes is the catalyst for us to reach out to people. Right. It's like, I feel crazy. And there's nothing wrong with that either. I actually see that as a great sign. Like if you feel like something is off inside of you and you're like, what's wrong with me? I feel crazy. I see that as a, I see that as an excellent sign. That means that you are so in tune with yourself that, you know, you're not being true to yourself. Does that resonate with you?
1: Yeah, that totally does. I mean, I still have moments where I'll like boxer you, and I'll be like, "I'm crazy. What's what am I doing? This is this crazy?" But you know, I think to go back to what you shared about people, you know, not wanting to reach out for help or support or, or therapy. I, there's such a stigma, right? Like with the word help or therapy. It's like I feel like everybody's pipes in a house can get clogged. Like, why not just have a rotor router on hand so that yes. you don't have an issue when it gets clogged? Like, I, I think the maintenance aspect is huge because here's the thing. We are all going to have ups and downs in our lives. And if we wait for the really low down to find somebody that we can connect to, to help us, as far as a therapist goes, like it's just hard to do it at that time. So if you can do it when you're not down that low, when you have your loads, you already have that person. You know, and it's like, maybe you don't have to talk to somebody every week or three times a week. Maybe you do in the beginning because you really need that support. Mm -hmm. Maybe then it becomes maintenance, you know? So it's like, I think sometimes people look at it as like a daunting task and it's like, you can really make therapy however you want it. You know, like if you want to talk to somebody every day, you can.
0: Yes. I mean, (laughs) I I offer that. And I also, and what I want to say with you, shit, I just forgot what I was going to say. It was, oh, the reason why I wanted to bring you on the podcast, because I think oftentimes when people hear like, oh, so-and-so's in therapy, we imagine this like invalid. We we imagine someone who like doesn't have their shit together, who is you know, just decrepit and just like, oh my God, what a hot mess. And yes, there are many different types of people that go to therapy, but I wanted to bring you on because I wanted my audience to see you and hear you. Like you are a well-rounded, well-spoken, very smart, business savvy woman who takes care of her body, is financially independent and even you, right. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm saying that sarcastically like, Oh, even you Mel, who seems to have it all together, even you reached out for support. So my point is, is like, do not look at the, don't get carried away by like, Oh, I have to be broken in order to reach out to a therapist. It's like, I see this as maintenance. Like you said, like you're doing great Mel and you want it to be even better. That's how I look at therapy. That's how I look at coaching. Cause the more you know about yourself, the stronger you are.
1: I couldn't agree more. And I also now even kind of feel the opposite. I'm like, if I meet someone or I'm like, I'm like, um, are you in therapy? I don't know if we can be friends. I don't know. I definitely can't date you if you're not seeing a therapist. Like, Hell
0: no, don't bleed on me. Yeah, no, seriously. But my running joke has been, have you healed your wounds? Cause you best believe you're not going to bleed all over me. Like no way.
1: No, but I mean, I joke, but I think it's like, everything that you said yeah just to the, to listen there's nothing wrong with, with there's nothing wrong with it and thankfully I think as time's gone by there is less of a stigma around it yeah I think than there maybe used to be but um yeah definitely a prerequisite for me gotta check that box
0: <laughs> <laughs> you um you I love working with you it's it's interesting because I think a lot of times and I am not your typical therapist and business coach. You know this. You actually came up with that tagline for me. Um, You know, um, you and I have met up in person in Austin. Like you live in Austin. You and I went to a speed dating event together. Like that was kind of very fun actually. But it's like, it doesn't have to be this patient therapist. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be that way. So definitely find someone that you feel safe, seen, heard, supported, and not judged by. And that's always my goal when I'm working with people you know, and I'm also really upfront with you. Like I shared with you right before this interview, my dad just fell. We're going to have to push it. Like I'm honest with you. I'm honest and upfront. And I think that's all that we all really want. Right. Is to, is mm. to be able to be honest with someone and to have someone be honest back with us. Back to us. Oh, well,
1: that's so true. And you know, I've been so, I'm so grateful that you do this work. Um, I am so grateful for your support and help. I know my business wouldn't be where it is. And I know I wouldn't be where I was, where I am, if it wasn't for the work. And that's the thing too. It's right. It's like, when I, maybe I wasn't at rock bottom when I reached out to you, but I'm definitely in a much, much better place, but I'm still continuing to sign up and and do the coaching and the work with you because I'm seeing the value in it. Like I told you, I think I was like, you're going to have to kick me out to like, let someone else in. I'm never leaving.
0: (laughs) No, I, I prefer to, like my dad always said, I prefer to retain my clients and to acquire new ones. It is truly a relationship that we're building. I know i I know a lot about you. Like I, there's a lot that, I mean, I don't want to say I know everything about you, but I know what I need to know to really know who you are as a person. Do you get what I'm saying? Like it's, so yeah, I would rather continue this relationship and keep building with you um, than always bring on new clients. This is not to say if you're listening that you, you know, if you want to apply, please go ahead and apply, but. (laughs) I'm just not giving my spot up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Mel is just not going to give her spot up. No, but (laughs) just so silly. The point is really that this is a, this is not for the faint of heart what we, what we go through. Right. All right. You know,
1: and you, you just said something too that really resonated with me about like the honesty. I feel like if you are going to invest in yourself with therapy or coaching, be honest. Like, I think that's the biggest thing that I learned from you. Like you're not there to judge me or to have an opinion, or even to tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. You're a springboard. And if I'm not honest with you, then the only person I'm not being honest with is myself. Right. So it's like, if you're going to dive in and do the work with a therapist, bring your whole self to the table. Just throw it out there, be seen, you know, and I think that's the best thing that anybody can really do.
0: I like that. I, I I appreciate that you say that. And I think I know my family for sure has always been like, why are you so transparent on social media? But it's like, because I always want people to know what you see is what you get with me. So if you, if you see me being transparent, that immediately, well, hopefully Is a signal to you, well shit, if she's open and honest, I can be open and honest with her. And every relationship is built on do we feel safe and do can do we feel heard and do we have to lie, right? Because the minute you have to lie, like I've shared this with you, I grew up lying all the time to my mother because she's an Indian immigrant woman and she's terrifying. But like I like anytime I've ever had to lie to somebody white lie, big lie, doesn't matter. It's because I feel like I'm going to be judged by that person. So I've made it my mission to never make anyone feel like I'm going to judge them. Like, I'll tell you like it is. And I'll be like, is that really the best decision? But I'm not going to sit here and make you feel like a piece of shit. Cause you probably already feel like a piece of shit by doing certain things. Right. So that like, that's that, I think that is why it is so important for me that my clients can literally tell me anything because I know what it feels like to have to lie. It doesn't yeah. feel good. You don't feel good about yourself when you, when you know. And you and honestly,
1: like even this experience with therapy versus when I went before. And again, this was years ago, but I just remember the little white lies I would tell her or, you know, and it's your therapist, like they yeah. don't give a shit. Like, but it's like that whole little voice inside of you of like wanting to be good enough or not wanting to be judged. So yeah, I appreciate the space that you create and being so, you know, raw and on. And honestly, when I listened to that podcast, I just connected to your story of how like the other thing is like, you're a real person. Like you've been through shit too. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think that's another thing when you're looking for somebody that you really want to connect on that level too, to trust that they've been through life, they're still going through their own stuff. Like, you know, you still, you have a therapist, of course, why not? Right. Like, it's like, so I really appreciate that about you.
0: Well, I thank you so much, Mel. I, I love you for that. Um, I would love for anyone listening right now, who's maybe interested in taking one of your uh, floral arranging workshops or even making the turning this into a business one thing at a time. What do you got going on? So this episode is gonna be released at the end of May. So okay, okay. to May, what what do you got going on? How can people connect with you, learn from you, have fun with you?
1: Yeah, so by then the Become a Floral Designer in Two Days course will be fully launched online. So that'll be available for someone to purchase. Mm-hmm. Um there's also a link on the website to have a call with me. I know sometimes when you think about starting a business or leaning into something new that can feel overwhelming. So I'm happy to hop on a 15 minute call just to chat through the program and to answer any questions that anybody might have. Um and you can also follow me on Instagram. It's the Flower Social ATX. And that's where I share lots of, lots of info. I talk about floral design, flowers, personal stuff, you know, all the things.
0: Is there anything in your heart that has uh, not been said? Is there anything left unsaid here before we end?
1: Oh, that's a good question. You know, I feel, I just feel very grateful that um, there might be somebody out there listening to this conversation that maybe wasn't sure about a fair reaching out to a therapist or, or reaching out to a coach, or even like on the fence about joining your community, like somebody that was afraid to take that leap. And hopefully our conversation really has inspired them to see how important it is to take care of your own heart and also be in community when you do it. So, um, yeah, I think that's all I have to share.
0: Thanks Melly, for being here on another episode of the being human with Vasavi podcast. You could say thank you back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know what? I, people, my guests always look at me and they're like, wait, am I supposed to say something back? I'm like, no, you literally can say thank you back. <laughs> We're not going to edit this out. This is staying because I think that's, that's really fun. Thank you back. <laughs> thank you back. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Being Human with Philosophy podcast. If you got some golden nuggets from today's episode, which I have no doubt you did, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a heartfelt review. Want to take my free quiz on how well do you really know yourself? Head on over to VasaviKumar.com forward slash take the quiz. And remember, when you know yourself, you can be, do, and create anything you want. If you love today's episode, then say it out loud. Subscribe, leave a review, and come say hi over on Instagram at my name is Vasavi. Until next time, say it out loud.